This is episode number 19 of Broadband the Podcast, and today's guest is Carol Ann Penny. Welcome to Broadband, a podcast created to showcase businesswomen who share insights and lessons learned about their journeys to self-employment. Here's your host, Denise Kowalczyk. Hello, this is Broadband the Podcast. I'm Denise Kowalczyk. And a little bit of a newsflash, I have now taken the show to once a month. So thanks so much for tuning in for this next episode. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome. And I created this podcast in order to share some of the stories about women pursuing their dreams as entrepreneurs, uh, stepping away from maybe corporate or after a few years of being a mama, uh, decided to level up their professional game and become solopreneurs. And our conversations uh, include a look back at the beginnings, uh, who inspired them, how they got started and motivated, and we also talk about some tips, tools, and resources, as well as those lessons learned. And I have been so inspired hearing their stories and thrilled to be able to share them with you. That's what Broadband the Podcast is all about. I want to give a shout out of thanks to my sponsor, BeerFeelings.com. It's all about creating a space for gals like me, maybe even you, who want to learn more about craft beers. They launched the Beer Feelings Kit to help create your very own personal brew asis. It's all about putting away your device, putting on your comfy pants, and kicking back with some fun brew-inspired goodness. These are perfect for a treat yourself, or you could gift it to a friend or a client. And listeners of Broadband get an extra special moment, if you will, by using the code GALPAL at the website. You get a 10% discount off your first kit, so I'll be sure to include the link in the show notes. Now, on today's podcast, my guest is Carol Ann Penny. She is a strategic career coach providing wisdom and know-how to emerging and mid-level professionals. She's a big believer that leadership is not a destination, but is a process, and sometimes your B-minus effort is just fine. Carol Ann, welcome to Broadband the Podcast. Thanks so much, Denise. I'm so happy to be here. I have been looking forward to our conversation, so let's just jump right in. Okay. So can you share with our viewers and our listeners what your business is? Sure. So my name is Carol Ann Penny. I'm a strategic career coach and I'm the founder of Penny Leadership. And I work with mission-driven leaders to help them navigate their careers and their leadership journeys with purpose and resilience. Mm. And so what that means is that um, in, the, in these days, these uncertain times when so much is changing, as leaders, we are called to um, navigate when there is no map. And so how can we navigate? How can we have a sense of clear purpose that guides us, but also be adaptable to change and do that in a way that's true to who we are? So I work with people through one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and I also do leadership development training through Penny Leadership and with Harvard Business Publishing's corporate leadership development programs. Yeah, that's a great combo. And you're absolutely right. I mean, they're one's very directed, 
But then the other one is like, ah, what's going on? So to have those two married in a way Mm -hmm. would be a very powerful combo, I would suspect. Absolutely. And how long have you been doing this? I have been a certified professional coach for eight years. And I did it on the side for five years before I left my full-time job to dive into my business. And why this? What spoke to you in your heart to bring this into the world? There was a moment in my career where I felt so lost and so just like I was playing small, but I didn't know how to change. And I sat down and I wrote down a list of all the things that I love the most. Um, And what made it on that list was mentoring, having tea with people, one-on-one conversations, um, learning about leadership. And so when I zoomed out and looked at the list all together... I thought of some careers that actually aligned with those things. And that's how I discovered coaching. And it has just felt so natural and so like home ever since then. Mm, mm. God, I love stories like that. I think it makes all- it sound like it was all really like, ah, but I mean, of course I felt lost, directionless, like I was getting it all wrong. And it's only in hindsight that I can see that it was all this common thread. Yeah. Well, at least, you know, it came to you. You realize the moment, right? The planets aligned for you to have that moment to reflect and then to go pursue your dream, uh, your your purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. That's very cool. So what are three things that are very unique about your leadership development service? Hmm. Well, one thing is that there are a lot of executive coaches out there and they're there for that top level of an organization. I'm there for everyone else, the mid-level leaders and the emerging leaders. Um, And I don't think there are a lot of resources out there to help them develop their skills and their toolkits, and even more importantly, their mindsets Mm -hmm. um, so that they can become leaders now, adopt leadership mindsets now, and not just be biding their time until those senior leadership positions open, and then they get one, and then they have to figure out how to be a leader. Um, So it's all about this kind of organic development of leaders. So that's one piece. Another piece is the piece about mindsets. I think when it comes to leadership development, there's so much focus on building the skills themselves, like how to give feedback, um, how to do strategic planning, um, making financial decisions, um, things like that. But really, so much comes down in our one-on-one coaching with leaders about their mindsets, reframing a situation, seeing it in ways that are more um, empowering to them, clearer to them, and allow them to really find a way in to some really tricky problems. Yes, and you make a really great point. Leadership is not just about the pecking order, right? (laughs) Yes. Right. Um, Oftentimes when we think of leadership, we think of the people wearing the suits who are, have the formal authority, the job title, and are supervisors. That's not how I think about leadership. Leadership is not a destination. It's a practice. And all of us are practicing leadership throughout our lives. Even my daughter, who's in kindergarten and gets to be the line leader sometimes, um, leadership starts at a young age. And so 
I believe there's nothing for us to gain by keeping leadership at an arm's length. Instead, we need to understand ourselves as leaders, the foundation of our leadership now, and how we can lead through influence, even if we don't have authority. Yeah, I love that. I have to share with our viewers and listeners that I got to partake in um, several sessions you offered last year as a service to community. And I think I attended two out of the three get-togethers and left it with a, such a feeling of um, empowerment and possibility. So just those two sessions were pretty impactful. So I can just imagine what your coaching one-on-one can be like. So Thank I just so want to yeah. share that with folks. So <laughs> if you're looking for um, some support to really get your leadership mojo going, you know, check out Carol Ann's um, service and I'll be sure to include a link in the show notes. We're going to do a little time travel. Mm -hmm. Let's say you could go back to your younger self. What kind of advice would you give your younger self? Oh, this would be such a healing exercise if I could do it. Um, I'm not a person who believes in regret, so I probably wouldn't tell her, do this, don't do that. But I would want to kind of mother her and offer her real compassion and encourage her to be gentle with herself. Mm. Um, One of the biggest things for me is that um, growing up, I was taught to be a good girl and a good student, like a lot of us are. I grew up in a small town with a very like pull yourself up by your bootstraps, American dream family. And so I wanted to get perfect grades. I wanted to be the best at everything. And I wanted to go to the best school possible. Um, And I worked really hard to do all of those things. Um, And then once I graduated from college, I started to realize that all those skills about being perfect, about learning how to do what the teacher wanted, um, to really people please to others, over-preparing, like writing my papers way ahead of time, these are all things that didn't serve me that well in the real world, that instead I needed to learn how to understand my skills and that I'm enough as I am not worry about being perfect, make mistakes and learn. Um, And also um, to not put so much pressure on myself to please other people, but instead focus on doing my important work and understanding that feedback and um, criticism is just a part of doing important work. It's not a sign that something is wrong. And so there's so much unlearning that had to happen with all those things. And I think a lot of other women are in the same boat because we're socialized to be good girls, good students. Um, that that has been a really interesting and sometimes hard journey for me as an adult woman. Um, so maybe I would want to give my younger self a little warning <laughs> that that's coming. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Hindsight, yeah, is twenty twenty, as the expression goes. Um, but also, when I ask that question of my guests, I can sense the feeling of compassion my guest has for her younger self. And um, I've never heard anyone chastising or scolding. You know, I'm like, oh, I yeah. would go down and say, don't ever do that kind of thing. It's interesting to kind of reflect back on that, the kindness and compassion um, we would have for ourselves in that learning process. Now we're going to switch it up. Let's say you went to your future self. Mm -hmm. I don't know, 10, 20 years down. 
or up the pike, mm-hmm. whatever that expression is. What do you think your older self would share with you, with you during that visit? Oh, so she's talking to me. Yeah. Oh, well, she, I, I have two young children right now. I have a five-year-old who is doing virtual kindergarten, and I have a five-month-old um, who is learning everything so fast. And so I'm sure that my future self, well, I would hope that she would have something really wise and comforting to say to me about the season that I'm in in my life right now as a mom and a business owner and the challenges of um, balancing my career ambition and my role as a mom because it's really hard. <laughs> and um, and so any, any kind words or soothing words that can give me faith and hope I just feel so impatient. Like I want to do all my work and I want to have great time with my kids. And I, I, there are a lot of uh, trade-offs that have to happen right now. And so I look forward to the day when there's more freedom for us all to be doing our own thing. Um, But I know that's the season I'm in right now. You use the word ambition, which is another thing I'd like to touch on when I um, talk with women. Um, You are ambitious. You've just said that. And how do you feel about that word? Because, it's kind of a loaded word, don't you think? Ambition. I think, yeah, out there in the world, especially like ambitious women, it's like, ooh, watch out for them. You know, I, <laughs> for me, I'll say personally, like in my heart, it's a word that I have wrestled a lot with because um, I am ambitious and I'm driven and excited, genuinely excited and wanting to express myself through my work. And at the same time, I have to tamper that ambition because of the demands of family right now. And I often feel resentful about that. (laughs) Um, And it's also like this whole juggling act to just make it happen. You know, I have a nanny here right now while I'm doing this interview with you. And so every time that I'm doing my work, I have to arrange for other someone else to be taking care of my kids. And so... Um, I love my ambition, but I also wrestle with it a lot. It's, I feel feisty around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's finding that harmony and like you said, the trade-off, right? You can't have it all, all the time. So trying to figure out where in your life you can pursue this or pursue that. Navigating all the external things, right, which are no you have no control over, and then also your internal stuff. You know, it's a really interesting experience. Yeah. What would you say was one of the biggest lessons you have learned as a business owner? As a business owner, the biggest lesson that I have learned, oh, is a this is a really good nugget that I got from the business coach that I worked with when I was launching my business. She said, write the B minus version of your about page on your website. Um, and as I said, like growing up being a good student and a good girl, like B minus, that's not good enough, Denise. <laughs> Um, you know, we're going for A++ all the time. Um, and so it's kind of become a mantra in my, as a business owner, write the B minus version. Oftentimes my B minus version is good enough. And the way that our businesses work, um, our websites are dynamic, our offerings are dynamic. 
I just put up an Instagram story. It's going to be gone in 24 hours. So we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to have the business be the full perfect expression of itself in order to put it out there. Write the B minus version and live your way into um, a, a refining that or tweaking it. Um, and that's kind of been, that set me off on a great path starting my business because there's always an opportunity to improve it, but it doesn't have to be perfect before I get going. That is wonderful advice. That's great advice. I want everyone to think about that for a moment. You don't hear that kind of advice in a way that's presented so powerfully. Your B minus might be just fine, folks, right? Oftentimes it is. It's good enough, mm-hmm. um, especially when it's an Instagram post or it's um, uh, one of my leadership labs, which is this sort of ex- experimental uh, thing that I offer every month on a different topic. Like it doesn't, that doesn't have to be the fully polished thing. Yeah. When I write the book, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really you know, iron that out and make sure that that's really top notch. But the LinkedIn post doesn't have to be a plus plus. And hopefully a podcast, because I think you and I talked about this, maybe the last time we spoke, I think you should do a podcast. I'm just saying you don't have the (laughs) bandwidth to do a podcast right now. But all these nuggets of wisdom you've been sharing in the last 15 minutes or so with us. Gosh, just imagine what you could do on the podcast universe for sharing that. Just dropping that seed. Thank you, Denise. (laughs) Um, I see there's a mug on your desk. Of course, if you're listening to this right now, you can't see it, but it says, take more risks. And I love it. I would like to know on a scale of one to 10, one being a super duper scaredy cat and two being a Debbie Lawler who... (laughs) was the gal who beat out Evil Knievel's record. You remember that guy? He used yeah. to do stunts. Well, she beat his record. So I call her one amazing, brave lady. Mm-hmm. So on that scale, Scaredy Cat or Debbie Lawler, where would you put yourself? I'm going to give myself a six on that. Um, I think that especially as female business owners, there's a lot of... Um, pressure out there to, yeah, take more risks, quit your day job, do your dream, you know, leap and the net will appear. I am not that person. Um, I am careful. I am a planner. I have a mortgage. You know, I couldn't just quit my job and start my business. And in fact, I think my being risk adverse stopped me from doing it uh, sooner. So, um, so I'm not like super daring when it comes to that, but at the same time, something that I've learned is that I can trust myself to land on my own two feet and to create opportunities for myself to turn my time into money. Um, because I have a lot of offerings that I can fall back on in terms of my skills. And so becoming clear on who I am, what I stand for and what I can offer has helped me become more risky because I have more faith in myself. Mm, yeah, I hear you. I, uh, when I reflect in my 20s and maybe even my 30s, I was not really paying too much attention to how much risks I'll take. And 
Let's just leave it at that. And then, of course, becoming a mom and growing older and more responsibilities and more thoughtfulness about where life was for me shifted gears for me. But reclaiming my mojo, my self-confidence, I was talking to someone else about, you know, reclaiming your your feeling enough and your confidence to explore and take chances the little baby steps that you can take in that journey. I know personally, it might not apply for everyone, but personally, it really strengthens that muscle. I too am not going to be jumping on a motorcycle and jumping 30 cars Ooh. anytime soon. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I could see you doing that the next, actually. <laughs> I love that. That's one of the coolest things anyone has ever said to me. Thank you. I am loving that compliment. It's not going to happen, though. But thank you for your vote of confidence. Um, do you um, do professional development? I mean, is it, it would be kind of very meta of you because you are a leadership development coach. But what kind of um, professional development do you do for yourself? Yeah, well, I'd be a huge hypocrite if I didn't do it for myself. <laughs> um, what kind do you? Well, I, I voraciously um, gobble up podcasts. Um, that is one thing that I do. I have a few favorites, Work Life by Adam Grant, um, Dear HBR from Harvard Business Review is another favorite, um, and Women at Work from Harvard Business Review. And so those really um, expose me to new research and uh, help me connect ideas and bring more tools to my clients. Um, I'm better with audiobooks than I am with reading uh, books, especially because I have like a baby in my arm a lot of the time. Um, so I try to do a bit of that. I have a coach myself um, because I may be a coach, but I can't coach myself. Mm. It's just like you can't be your own doctor. Um, <laughs> I need that outside perspective, that sounding board, um, that space and accountability to to reflect. Um, and most importantly, I commune with other ladies who own their own businesses. I read a book this year that was called Company of One by Paul Jarvis. And I, I really loved this book. And one of the things that he said in it was just because you work for yourself doesn't mean you have to work by yourself. Mm, mm. Um, and as a solopreneur, here I am in my office by myself hopefully a lot of the days without a five-year-old in here with me. Um, but I do have a weekly call with other, um, other women who actually used to be my clients and now own their own businesses. And we talk about things like pricing. We talk about things like challenges that are coming up. We talk about, we kind of champion each other and problem solve with each other. And they're my colleagues. Um, so that's a lot of really professional enrichment for me. I love that idea. I'm, I think joining a mastermind mm -hmm. um, this year and I do a lot of one-to-ones, which is very helpful in developing my knowledge base. And um, I'm now recognizing that I need a, some more guidance, some help professionalizing how I operate my business and do business development and things of that nature. So finding the resources and tapping into mentors 
um, to help me grow that in my business. I'm super excited about that. So totally there's, get that. There's so much out there too that wants to support um, businesses that it just kind of takes me by surprise because I don't know about you, but I'm I'm like inventing things on my own here. And then when I find out about a resource like SCORE Mentoring mm-hmm. or Social Enterprise Greenhouse, their impact accelerators, there's another program in Rhode Island called VMS, which is Venture Mentoring Services, I think is what the S is for. Um, and these are all free uh, mentoring and guidance for business owners. And the more that I've tapped into those, the, the greater I've been able to mature my business. I'll be sure to include links to those resources. So thanks for sharing that um, yeah. with us. So we have one final question for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Because it's kind of a series of questions, so it's a little bit deceptive. But uh, what is your favorite flower? Oh, I love zinnias. They're the happiest. I love them. They remind me of Dr. Seuss for some reason. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Coffee or tea? Tea. I, I, my, my blood type is tea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tahiti or Paris? If I could go with somebody who's from there and speaks the language and knows their way around, Paris. Okay. I will say I've been to Paris and you don't really need to speak French. I'm a very anxious traveler. I love a guide. <laughs> so was I, but I'm just saying this could okay. bump you up to number seven on that scale. Oh, true. <laughs> Actually, you could definitely go to Paris without speaking French. I'm okay. just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that, of course, till I got there. I'm like, oh, because everyone was so generous and helpful. Um, oh, that's not something you often hear about Paris. I know. It was really, because I was waiting for an, a, a totally different experience. Uh-huh. And everyone was very gracious with this, this gal who did not speak French. Oh, how lovely. So, are you an intention setter or a goal getter? I, well, I'm both. Um, as a coach, I love goals. But the goals have to be rooted to a deep intention. It's not just about doing things. It's about um, why you're doing the thing. Makes total sense. And do you have a favorite quote you can share with us? Oh, yes. Okay. Favorite quote. Um, Right now, it's from the book Essentialism by Greg McCoon. Um, I don't know if that's how you say his last name. I read it this year. And he says, Less, but better. Yeah, you know, I keep hearing about that guy and that book. <laughs> he has a podcast, too, which you would enjoy. And I tried reading the book, and I am such a multi-potentialite. It goes against my grain. <laughs> so I'm just stepping away from it. But it really is also sage advice, you know. What is it? Less, but better. Less, but better. Less, but better. And it makes sense not being scattered being all things or trying to be all things to all people. And well, it's even more important for us as multi-potentialites because how, how can we bring it in, not to say not do all the things, but unite and feel a sense of cohesion and wholeness in how we approach that. I love that. Yeah. Carol Ann, this has been such a treat. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Denise. 
Thank you, Carol Ann, for sharing your personal insights and your wisdom. I love her confident attitude about how feedback is something we use to grow and really not about who you must be to others. I love that. You can check out her coaching offer, uh, Leadership Lab, and other resources at pennyleadership.com, and that's P-E-N-N-E-Y. I'll put a link in the show notes. I'm excited to announce that Broadband the Podcast TV is coming to YouTube. I'll be sharing many of these conversations that you've heard on the podcast, but on YouTube. It launches on March 8th. If you're looking to check out maybe some books, podcasts, blogs, or videos, be sure to check out my website, ctdcreative.co, for a whole bunch of them. Just check out my Empowerment Tools page for the full list, a growing list, actually, and I'm going to include a link to that page in the show notes as well. Have a great day, and thanks again for listening to Broadband. It's a podcast about women in business sharing their wisdom, and on my next show in April will be Jill Lublin. She is an international speaker on the topics of radical influence, publicity, networking, kindness, and referrals. She is the author of four best-selling books, including Get Noticed, Get Referrals. She is CEO of a strategic consulting firm and has over 25 years of experience working with over 100,000 people, plus national and international media. Looking forward to sharing that conversation with you. Thanks again to Carol Ann for sharing some of her time with us. Really appreciate it. And until next time, I'm going to close with this quote. I'm no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I'm changing the things I cannot accept. That's Angela Davis. That's a good one. Thanks again for joining me on Broadband, the podcast. You have a great week. You've been listening to Broadband, a podcast showcasing the inspiring stories of businesswomen about their successful journeys in building their businesses. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. To learn more about the show, be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the website. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Allie Tedeschi of Home by Allie. Denise's dynamo personality and infectious enthusiasm are the icing on the cake. The first time I met her, I felt like we had been friends for years. But do not be fooled. Beneath that bubbly exterior is a powerhouse of knowledge and experience that translates into results for your business. Her insights helped me tremendously. Broadband the Podcast is a production of CTD Creative Consulting, an agency that provides content creation and capacity building services. The mission of my agency is to help organizations achieve their strategic goals through improved messaging and digital presence. I develop marketing strategies, create content, and train team members to implement those strategies, enabling organizations to build capacity for marketing success and growth. To learn more, check out ctdcreative.co. Connecting the dots to creative success.